Welcome to episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 35, championship moments as good as gold. We'll go one-on-one and best of with Team Canada hockey star and Olympic gold medalist Jamie Lee Rattray. Reeling in a spectacular catch. Father-son free-for-all will go gold, silver, bronze for fish-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 35 with our special segments. All Pro Go, a did-you-know sports spotlight. And Champs and Chums, personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy July, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton here. It's episode 35 of Champs and Chums. So glad that you're with us here on this, uh, what's been a beautiful month. Uh, Here we are in the heart of the summer. And speaking of heart, heart of hearts, now my pleasure to introduce the MVP, the most valuable player of Champs and Chums, my son, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing great, and I can't wait to get episode 35 started. 35 episodes deep, fans. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, Ashton, we got to get into it because uh, July has been an incredible month, and it's almost like we've got to go to the top of the batting order to the bottom of the batting order to take a baseball analogy. But everything from top to bottom has been... It's just been super. It's been sensational. It's been a great summer. Um, but first off... Let me let me let me get right to it, Ashton. Um, on behalf of your dad, the co-host of Champs and Chums, on behalf of the nation of Champs and Chums fans, let us wish you officially on air here on episode thirty-five, my friend, a happy tenth birthday. Thank you. How do you feel, man? I mean, this is quite a milestone. I mean, I was so happy to celebrate it with you, and uh, 10 years for the uh, wonderful, the incomparable Ashton Allen Alfred. Uh, how does it feel to be double digits for double A? Well, it uh, feels great, and uh, I mean, double digits, probably the biggest part of your life, because you're not going to go back to 10 um, at all, uh, unless... In the future, they have some time traveling or something, but um, you're not you're not gonna go back to ten. You're not gonna go back to when you just started double digits. And um, I want to make my ten more years coming ahead even better. Well, you certainly will, man, because your uh, your first ten have been absolutely all star, beautifully magnificent. So proud to be your dad, and uh, yeah, what a great. Uh, great milestone we had a chance uh 
to celebrate uh, on the very day of uh, of your birthday uh, we all went out to uh uh, would have been uh, the rec room and uh, we all had a great time there and then you know some uh, tours visits celebrations for you continued and continued and uh, to take us let's let's take the sports example here though Ashton because um, on the very day July 5th everybody Ashton turned 10 um, there was kind of a sporting surprise for you uh, why don't you just uh, share that story um, I think it was the Hockey Hall of Fame, right? No, you seem to forget already. Uh, July 5th, you walked out of my vehicle into square oh, one. Okay, okay, okay. Geez, uh, yeah, like you got, you got it ready to go. I know you yeah, put it I, in, I, I you have... had it in the back of my memory because you're, you're in the back of your memory, but uh, now it's on, uh, all in the four now. Um, but yeah, share that story um, and, and what happened as you traveled inside uh, square one. Well, uh, we went to sport check and we go to the leaf section and it has like, um, leaf jerseys of famous players that pretty much everyone knows. If you're a Leafs fan, you got Riley, um, Matthews, Mitch Marner, Tavares, and then you just see Ashton with the number 10. Um, I was very surprised because they kind of put it up a bit more public level because it was out there and just showing. And it was a great gift. And also I got the um, Next Gen jersey as well. So those were two great gifts. Well, you're in the line of luminaries. Your jersey there hanging up in the rafters at, at Sports Check. And, uh, you know, keep dreaming, my man. Because number 10, Ash, it was a great gift that I was able to... Uh, work on together uh secretly uh surprise uh, with surprise uh with the folks at uh at sport check but yeah i mean keep dreaming man because you know what uh you very well could have your uh your your name and your number uh, lined up with all those luminaries someday so that's great stuff but then yeah i didn't want to steal your thunder there because we had another sporting adventure um why i guess we will call it on saturday uh, morning it was a bit of a hat trick for you as you went as you made another visit another tour if you will why don't you share the fans uh, what what happened on your first uh weekend turning 10 yeah so uh, we went to toronto i was actually pretty confused because um i didn't think we were going here for the third time and surprisingly we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and I uh, had an amazing time there. It's an amazing place to go to, so everyone should check it out. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of great fun as we kind of walked around with some of your uh, your chums uh, there to enjoy the Hockey Hall of Fame. But it was amazing, Ashton. As part of that celebratory tour, there was a man named Stanley that paid you a visit and wished you a happy 10th birthday. What was your thoughts on seeing uh, Stanley join you on that special day for, uh, for the, um, uh, for the, well, for the third time, actually. Well, uh, it was amazing, um, meeting him again for the, uh, hat trick time. And, um, I really think that, um, hopefully we go for a, uh, quadruple time, as they say. You mean like a four goal game? Yeah. You mean like netting another fourth? 
Yeah. Well, I think that's definitely in the cards, my man, because, you know, it's it's interesting and, and, and so fascinating. You could go to the Hockey Hall of Fame a hundred times, and there's always going to be something different that you're struck by, you learn about, or uh, you just at plain love. So, uh, yeah, good stuff, my man. Well, let's keep motoring on here on uh, our... Um, our opening uh, segment here, uh, father-son free-for-all, as we call it. Um, sports has definitely been in the focus for you in terms of skills development. Um, why don't we start off and take a swing at something that you had an opportunity to do, which was uh, summer golf camp. How was that? Where did you do it? And uh, what did you learn? Well, uh, it was an amazing experience going to Peel Village and um learning some more drills for golf and obviously getting me better and um i think the most important thing that i learned was um hitting definitely and also uh chipping as well swinging i know you meant to say yeah what kind of the things that the the golf pro taught you there i believe he was a hockey player wasn't yeah, he like yeah. a you know maybe a triple a player or something um so I guess he just taught us to really, uh, probably your best way of coming down on the ball is to, like, get your shoulders up, like, like, um, in a straight position, facing up to the sky, with your club facing up to the sky as well, and then come down. So that's probably the best skill that I used, uh, and learned from him. Well, that's amazing, man. And what did you think of the Peel Village course? It's It's got some uh, lore, some legacy here in the city of Brampton. It is a public course, a, a nine-hole course. So what do you think of it? Yeah, it's an amazing course. It's very, um, it's very, like, attracting because with all the uh, beautiful holes and it's just one beautiful course here in Brampton. Yeah, lots of great scenery. You got to check it out. It's in the south part of, of uh, good old Brampton, almost in the, uh, uh, just just south of the heart of uh, downtown. So that's Peel Village Golf Course. Glad you had a great time there, Ashen. And you've taken quite a love for, for golf, right? I mean, what is it about golf as a sport that kind of brings you back? Uh, well, I think it's just a pretty calm game, but also it's kind of a thinking game so you kind of have to use your brain uh angles as well that's a big factor in golf and uh i think it's just having fun as well well it certainly is and i'm going to pick up on a few baseball stories here but before we get to your camp story right uh, there is a blue jays we had a chance to check out um a great game well actually it wasn't a great game on the scoreboard everybody because the Jays fell, I believe it might have been like a six, six, two. six two game. You got it, man. And and then and then the next time they lose uh, eleven to five. That's right. It was it was actually a doubleheader. So yeah. uh, so uh, fans and friends of the show, uh, you'll know that Ash and I love to go to Blue Jay games down at the Rogers Center. We started off the top end of July, uh, not Canada Day, but July the second. Went down to the Rogers Center because there was a very special collectible everybody that we actually snared with our gloves we got there early in the morning ashton tell them the story so um this was a giveaway for only the first game of the doubleheader 
It was the Vlad and Dad bobblehead giveaway. It was a very neat, let's say, um, bobblehead because it had Vladdy um, Jr. and Sr. Uh, batting on top of the Canadian leaf, which I thought was pre- a pretty good marketing idea just to get people to come early. Because they show you pictures That's online. right. It was Canada Day weekend. That's right. Yeah, they, sh- they show you pictures online. And it, it, looks, it looked very interesting. So I think it would make more people want to come. Um, and it was an amazing bobble, bobblehead giveaway. Well, yeah, it sure was, right? I mean, Canada Day weekend. Uh, great father-son duo there. I remember on the last episode... We shared with you that beautiful Father's Day story where uh, caught the ball for Ashton from no other, none other than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Go back the next month, get the bobblehead. It's a very, very unique collectible. We were chatting with a couple people as we were waiting in line. Ashton said we got there real early. Yeah, we got there at 8 o'clock, everybody, to assure us to, uh, to get to those two. But then what was extra great, it was this surprise announcement coming out of the Blue Jays' dugout. To do the ceremonial first pitch was none other than Vladdy Sr. throwing to Vladdy Jr. Beautiful moment, standing ovation. What a game. The only thing that was not so good was the Chase lost (laughs) 6-2. To the Rays. To to the Rays, who are a very formidable team. I mean, I would say every team in the American League East Ashton is very formidable. The Jays have been in a bit of a funk um sadly um uh charlie montoyo uh fan favorite was uh was um fired was let go unfortunately uh, unfortunately so uh john schneider at the helm for the interim i believe for the rest of the season until they find a new manager yeah Yeah. that's right but you know what i mean the jays are a talented squad right i mean um they're in a tough they got lots of young players as well which... Lot, yeah, lots of young players. They, I think they need a couple veteran bats, uh, yeah. uh, maybe a veteran pitcher uh, to come in. I mean, we had the, the great Mike Wilner on the program last month, everybody. So if you, if you didn't get a chance to listen and learn more about how the Blue Jays are going to fare, you don't want to miss episode 34. Best of guest, Blue Jay uh, media personality Mike Wilner was on the show. But let's um, uh, circle the bases, Ashton to more of a local level. I mean, literally local. Like, probably only steps away from your home here in Brampton, you had an incredible Blue Jay experience. Why don't you tell tell them about it? It, it, Actually, at the time of this recording, everybody, it happened earlier today. So, Ashton, take it away. So, um, I know you guys can't see this, but right now I'm wearing a t-shirt that says baseball academy and it has a blue jays logo on it uh so today i went to a i guess you could say the blue jays baseball academy and um it was the uh it was the half day camp so we would basically go there get drills and at the end of the day we played this wiffle ball game unfortunately we didn't win but at least i got a run for my team so uh, we learned lots on catching fly balls. We learned uh, more on hitting. We learned more on like, um, probably just getting faster with uh, these drills, and also 
uh, we did, uh, oh, right, if I was correct, we did do, uh, ground balls, which were actually pretty fun, but the only thing that was not fun was the wind was very strong, and when we were on the field, because it, it's like, uh, sand rocks, probably, and, um, it, it kept blowing in our face, so, um, we, I, some of it got in my eye, and, um, it actually really hurts to get in your eye, like, you have to blink. But you're okay now, are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's good. You shook it off. Definitely baseball, a game for all seasons. You, you have to play in the elements sometimes, for sure, but, yeah, you want to continue your story. Yeah, and also, uh, I saw someone from golf camp. And I saw someone from RMS. Well, what do you know about that? Talk about community connection, uh, Ashton. Do you want to give a shout out to uh, your two chums that you saw over at the Blue Jays Academy, just over at uh, Sequential Park, only just probably an outfield throw away? Yeah, so shout out to Cheyenne from uh, Golf Camp. And shout out to Devin from uh, RMS. Shout out to Cheyenne. Shout out to Devin. Uh, Chums of Ashton. Great day. There was probably about 100 kids there, Ashton. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Great job by the Toronto Blue Jays Baseball Academy. Uh, they work with their community partners. I saw some uh, some good coaches out from the Brampton Royals that were out there. Um, Baseball Canada had some representatives there as well, too. So fascinating day. Great learning. And you got a pretty nice lit. Oh, yeah, I did. It was an, um, it, w- it was just a great hat because it's <laughs> yeah do you, do you mind if i wear it a few times around uh, around town no <laughs> okay all right good stuff well listen ashton that i mean this only scratches the surface of all the fun things that you've done during july i dare say that you had uh, a july that was as good as gold do you think that's an appropriate title for uh, the what, what happened to you all of July? Oh, yeah, that is the perfect title. It is the perfect title, and it's a perfect segue, everybody, that we have an opportunity to share with you our best of guest for this July episode. Ashton, you want to care to announce our, our special guest coming up on episode 35? Yep, she's a Team Canada hockey star and Olympic gold medalist, Jamie Lee Rattray. Oh, what a championship guest coming up on episode 35. You don't want to miss it. Coming up a little later on the show, Jamie Lee Rattray. What an amazing story she has. Um, she's been a Olympic gold medalist. Her debut, everybody, in Beijing scored five goals in the tournament, nine points in Beijing. She helped lift Canada to reclaiming the gold medal against, and and we all know that rivalry, Canada and the U.S. It's always that conversation. Jamie was a key performer on that team. She's a world champion, represented Team Canada multiple times. And Ashton, as you know, and fans, if you had a chance to see our video, there's a local connection with uh, Jamie Lee Rattray, our best of guest, because she played three seasons for the Brampton Thunder in the Canadian Women's Hockey League. So we went out to the old barn there in Brampton. And what a great uh, what a great uh, facility that is. Legendary, historic heritage building. Um, so, I mean, look, look at Jamie's resume. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more in that segment. 
NCAA superstar, most valuable player in the CWHL. You don't want to miss it. Jamie Lee Rattray. And Ashton, you wanted to add some extras to our, about our special guest. Yeah, so um, after we did our promo, we watched the Brampton Excelsiors uh, do their practice. That's right. Not only did we have a chance to... Um, to uh, do our video promo because we wanted it. It was such a great community fit between what Jamie did and starring for the Thunder. So Ashton and I, we get to center, well, I'll call it center ice. And then all of a sudden we see some boys coming out of the dressing room out, out onto the, onto the uh, turf, if you will, at Brampton Memorial Arena. They were ready to play some lacrosse. They heard what we were doing. They knew about champs and chums. They're following us now too. So uh, shout out to uh, to the boys at the, on the Brampton Excelsiors Junior B Lacrosse team. Thanks so much for uh, giving the heroes welcome to uh, to us, the champs and chums. And it's great that you guys can be with us too. Do anybody you want to shout out to Ashton on the team? Uh, I do want to shout out to uh, Curtis. That's right, Curtis Ward, the top scorer on the Brampton Excelsior. And he, yeah. he taught me how to uh, shoot a lacrosse shot. Well, if you're going to learn, you want to learn from the best, and Curtis can really shoot that lacrosse ball for sure. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, don't miss it. Jamie Lee Ratchway, Olympic gold medalist, Team Canada member, here on Champs and Chumps. Okay, Ashton, well, as we always do for our father-son free-for-all, you know, it's summertime, right? And... Uh, we mentioned some of the fun summer activities that you've done, and I know you've done some of this in the past. Uh, summer is a time where you get a chance to enjoy the great outdoors, and one of the great activities that you would do, uh, that one would do uh, over the course of the summer, some do it all season, is fishing. So we thought, fans, it would be really great, and we would be so proud to present to you Father-son, free-for-all, gold, silver, bronze for fish-inspired athlete names. There's, there's a lot of them in the pond, a lot of them in the lake. We'll get to all this stuff in, 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 in a matter of moments. So Ashton, you take it away with your bronze medal. My bronze medal is Mike Trout. Wow. You st- like, I mean, he actually could have been a gold medalist, Ashton. You know, yeah. but yeah. Okay. So tell, tell the, for those listeners, we know you, we got a lot of sports fans that listen to our podcast, but tell them about the legend, legend that is Mike Trout. So Mike Trout, um, he's a center fielder. He's number 27. He was born August 7th, 1991. Uh, and he bats right and throws right. His MLB debut was July 8th. 2012 or 2011 sorry for the los angeles angels and he actually didn't switch teams at all he he stayed with the angels his whole career well that's a great point ashton you don't see that much in this whole era of cap uh you know a cap limits uh, free agency there seems to be no loyalty anymore but there's a guy yeah mike trout uh, and look at this 10 time all-star Eight-time Silver Slugger Award. Three-time American League Most Valuable Player. I mean, and, and you know, um, I know this too, uh, being uh, played fantasy baseball before. He's kind of one of those guys you always want to pick high in the draft. You know why? Because the man can hit, the man can run, the man can do it all. So that's Ashton's bronze medal 
for fish-inspired athlete names, baseball star Mike Trout. Okay, Ashton, uh, it's now time for my bronze medal, and I'm going to go similarly upstream with you because my bronze medal for fish-inspired athlete names is Steve Trout. Well, uh, I think that might have a relation, maybe. Well, the last name certainly does. I don't know if they're related, Ashton. No, I don't think so. But Steve Trout, back in the day when your dad watched uh, baseball quite a bit, he was a, a very good pitcher for the, um, uh, for the uh, uh, sh- well, actually, Chicago Cubs he starred for everybody. But did you know, everybody, that Steve Trout's Major League Baseball debut was July 1st, this month, 1978. Canada he, Day. Canada Day. He pitched for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, he won 88 games, struck out 656, had some great seasons with the Chicago Cubs, played with the New York Yankees. He ended his career with the Seattle Mariners. There it is, my bronze medal for fish-inspired athlete name, Steve Trout. Ashton, over to you for your, for your silver medal. My silver medal is Kevin Bass. Well, that's now. What's the reference for those of you that might not, those people that may not be, uh, you know, fish experts? Well, let's get this a bit straight for you guys. Uh, so bass is uh, bass. Yeah, bass is the instrument, and bass. Oh, I see what you're saying. Is is the but the uh, man's fish. a baseball player. Yeah. So you can say Kevin Bass, the bass baseball player. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> kind of neat, actually, now that we're talking about it. Well, good stuff. Well, why don't you tell them about um, outfielder Kevin Bass? Yeah, as uh, my A dad... A type of fish, of course. Yeah, as my dad said, he was an outfielder. He was born May 12th, uh, 1959. He batted a switch and threw right. His MLB debut was April 9th, uh, 1982 for the Milwaukee Brewers. And his last MLB appearance was October 1st, 1995 for the Baltimore Orioles. And his MLB statistics, batting average, point point two zero two seventy 270 hitter. 270. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty Home good for runs, a guy. Home yeah. runs, 118. Uh, runs batted in, 611. Played for multiple teams, including the Milwaukee Brewers, the Astros, the Giants, the Mets, the Astros, uh, where he had some really good seasons, actually, with the... uh, That's where I remember Kevin Bass. Um, uh, And then the Baltimore Orioles, he ended his career in in, in 1995. So uh, there he is. And he was an all-star, everybody. Kevin Bass is Ashton's silver medal for fish-inspired athlete names. Okay, Ashton, it's now my turn for my silver medal. And I, I've actually mentioned this gentleman on the on the show before. I don't know, remember which episode, but my silver medal for fish-inspired athlete names is Marty Fish. Do you know Marty Fish, Ashton? Uh, I don't think so. Well, I tell you, Marty Fish was one accomplished tennis player who retired in 2015. He won 302 career singles matches. Like, think about that. Wow. Over 300 career wins in, in pro tennis. 
He won six titles. He's an American. He came with much fanfare as a junior, everybody, because he went 58 and 25 as a singles player in junior. Um, you know, he's had some great results at the uh, Grand Slams, quarter finalist at the Australian Open 2007, Wimbledon uh, 2011, and of course the U.S. Open, a quarter final result in 2008. So, Ashton, um, uh, sharing with you again and reminding the fans the brush and the, the, and the experience I had with Marty Fish. I worked for Tennis Canada as Director of Communications, had an opportunity to work with the Tour PR to, uh, to bring players either to media interviews that they would do in the media center, which your dad and team had uh, run and managed uh, during the course of the tournament. And, uh, but I tell you, Marty Fish is a real community player he was one of those players uh that not only did great things on the court but off the court he was always very hospitable of his with his time he gave his time to do a lot of charity events i remember uh at the at the once called rogers cup now the national bank open so there's my silver medal marty fish ashton it's now time for our gold medal choices and we got some really unique ones so, Ashton, take it away with your gold medal. My gold medal is Steve Lake. Now that, well, so bring the connection together. So, when you go fishing, you're not going fishing in your house. You're going fishing in a lake. That's right. I, sometimes I go fishing in the house, too, looking for my odd sock. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's a different kind of fishing here. Uh, Steve Lake, yes. Well, why don't you tell the fans uh, a bit more about uh, your gold medalist, Steve Lake. So Steve Lake, he was he was a catcher. He, his, uh, he batted right and threw right as well. Uh, his MLB debut was April 9th, 1983 for the Chicago Cubs, and his last MLB appearance was in September tw- September 22nd, uh, 1993 for the Chicago Cubs as well. Uh, so his MLB statistics uh, were batting average, .237. 237, yeah. Uh, home runs, 18, and... His RBI was one one Well, yeah, I mean, and Steve Lake, I mean, definitely knew knew the name Ashton. He, he certainly would have been a, I guess, not a not a starting catcher. I guess he was more serving as a as a backup catcher. But he had some great games, made some World Series appearances as part of the Cardinals in '87. So uh, there's Ashton's um, gold medalist for fish-inspired athlete names. That's uh, Steve Lake. Okay, there's one more to go, everybody. So it's Dad's turn, and I've got a pretty—I got a pretty good one here. I'm going to get you hook, line, and sinker, everybody, because my gold medalist for fish-inspired athlete names is Sean Bates. Get it, Ashton? Yeah, I do get it. Okay, well, explain then for those that may may not have. So, a bait for a fish is luring the fish in to your fishing rod. With a worm, actually. It's so kind of what you use so at that the end would of the, the rod. Yeah, yeah, that would be the bait. And the bait, right? I mean, it can be... I mean, there's different kind of lures, I guess, if you will, right? I mean, there's you can get the, the traditional worm, right? Or you can use different kind of lures as bait. And uh, boy, oh boy, I, I, I know some people that go fishing that got a big tackle box of bait 
Uh, but let me tell you about Sean Bates, everybody. Sean Bates was a professional hockey player. He played in the NHL for the Boston Bruins and the Na- and the uh, New York Islanders. Some may remember him. Lee fans will remember him. He was one of the, I wouldn't say dominant players in the series back in 2002 when the Islanders and the Leafs um, uh, got together. Was that may- might have been 2001. Um, anyhow, uh, Bates was quite a force in that series. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so he played uh, in the NHL. He, he played in Europe as well, too. He was drafted 103rd overall by the Boston Bruins. Um, a good stretch of a career, 1997 to 2010. So that's my gold medal, everybody. That's uh, Sean Bates. We got you hook, line, and sinker, everybody, on this father-son free-for-all. But right now, Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk. You're listening to episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our best of segment. And what a championship guest we have for our fans this month. Hey, Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to light the lamp on episode 35? Sure am. Are you ready to go for the gold here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest made a prolific Olympic Games debut earlier this year, ending in pure gold. She was among Team Canada's key goal and point producers, helping our country reclaim international women's hockey supremacy. Winning traditions are trademark of our best of guest. She struck gold in her first ever international appearance for Team Canada's senior women's squad at the 2014 Four Nations Cup. She has also donned the red and white to compete for Canada at the World Hockey Championships, earning four medals, including another gold in 2021. Our special guest was an NCAA Division I standout. She anchored Clarkson University to their first ever national championship in 2014, and that same year earned the prestigious Patty Kazmaier Award as the NCAA's top women's collegiate player. She left the Golden Knights as the all-time points leader. Professional hockey is also featured in her impressive hockey resume. She starred here in Brampton and in Markham for the CWHL Thunder and was named league's most valuable player in 2018. Among all of her crowning achievements in hockey... Her advocacy and inspiration for Indigenous and LGBTQ Canadians fill her heart with immense pride. She is a mentor on and off the ice, powering her talents and leadership through her very own academy. The Jamie Lee Rattray Hockey School is supporting rising young stars of our great game. Ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased to be joined by hockey star and Olympic gold medalist, Jamie Lee Rattray. Jamie, welcome to Champs and Chums. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Oh, it's fantastic having you on. Your uh, your resume is so impressive, and here we are in episode thirty five, talking to a uh, a world champion, an Olympic gold medalist. It's uh, it's our pleasure. So thank you so much for making the time. No, this is gonna be awesome. I'm excited to chat some sports with you, some hockey, and 
um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it sure is. And, uh, you know, I know we were chatting off air as well, too. And uh, you grew up in, in Canada, and uh, we were chatting about who your favorite team is. And you, you declared for us, because we're big Leaf fans uh, as well. Uh, you you kind of declared that despite, obviously, Canada being part of your heart, uh, the Leafs were, 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 were number one on the list for you. Is that right? Yeah, they've kind of taken over, unfortunately. I think uh, it's hard not to be a Leafs fan when you live in Toronto. It's all over the radio and the... And the TV, so, um, you know, they've got, they've got a pretty good team here, and, um, you know, I like to root for them, and, and hopefully they do well. Hopefully they do better next year and get past the first round. Oh, that's right. That's the big hump for sure. And you know what? The Sens uh, got got a great uh, core of young players as well, too, uh, Jamie, so they've got some bright uh, bright moments ahead as well, too. Yeah, no, they're going to be really strong in a couple of years, I think. Um, they've done a good job of getting that core group of guys together, and, um, you know, they've actually... Had a chance to go to a couple games after the Olympics and meet some of the guys, and I think they're in good hands there with with Brady and and those guys. So I think it's going to be going to be fun to see how they do over the next couple of years. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And of course, uh, you know, fans would know all about uh, your great story and all your great contributions being part of uh, Team Canada and the wonderful things you guys did in Beijing. So uh, we'll get going with our uh, with our great best of interview here with uh, Jamie Lee Rattray. Uh, Jamie, it's dad over here to the left of the microphone uh, for our opening puck drop of questions. And um, why don't you take us through your early interests and ambitions? I, I know in doing some um, uh, some reading just uh, uh, before joining you for this great chat, you started hockey at the age of four, but uh, how did that all go from there? How did you get started? And can you talk to the fans and our listeners about the uh, rise to represent Canada on the international stage? Yeah, actually, uh, my dad was the one who, who played growing up, so... Um, I remember, uh, well, I don't remember, but my mom remembers that I, you know, we went to a, one of his tournaments, I think it was in Niagara Falls, and uh, I was maybe two or three years old, and uh, I guess I was watching him play and turned to my mom and said, I want to play uh, hockey just like my dad, so the next year they signed me up, and um, off I went, and uh, I never looked back, I absolutely loved it, and any chance that I could, I was playing road hockey or um, on the pond or, you know, you know, doing anything I could. I was shoot I shot a lot of pucks in my driveway. I didn't break any, any windows, just a couple garage doors <laughs> over the years. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And, um, I have kind of the best parents in the world that, you know, have been so supportive of me over the years. And, um, I never looked back there for that. Oh, that's amazing. And of course, uh, your, your rise, um, um, you know, to representing team Canada. I mean, you're such a decorated resume, um, um, maybe we, well, actually, you know, maybe we, yeah, maybe we'll get to, into it a little bit right now. Can, maybe if you can describe the listeners, you know, as that final whistle blew, um, in Beijing and, uh, you, you guys, uh, such an incredible effort, talented team, so deep. So, uh, as I say, talent, talent laden, what was your feeling, um, in the moments as the countdown happened and you heard that final whistle, uh, to win the gold? Uh, it's actually uh, kind of hard to explain. Like I remember just feeling kind of out of my body and not really believing that it was actually happening. And um, I remember jumping over. The, I was probably one of the first ones over the boards and um, heading to the pile. So I don't know. It just felt very surreal and couldn't really believe that it actually had happened. And it probably took honestly a couple of weeks and almost a month after the Olympics to really for it to really sink in and and feel real. So that moment was. Uh, it was definitely definitely surreal, and I don't, I remember like my I didn't really know what to do with my hands or you know anything because I didn't really know uh, what was happening. So um, definitely a really cool feeling, and especially with um 
a great group of girls that, you know, we had really gotten close over the year and, you know, all the work we had put in to really grow that culture and that dressing room really, it really meant a lot for all of us to do it together. And I think that's what we did. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's amazing. Um, you know, and, uh, part of your, your answer earlier, you talked about your parents, uh, Melody and Dave, Melody and David, uh, um, wanted to ask you, we talk a lot about it on champs and chums, the importance of mentorship and, uh, over your great career thus far, I'm sure you've had some, some mentors who've helped you along the way to, uh, build, you know, success as an athlete and as a person on and off the ice. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about mentors in your life? Yeah. I mean, like you said, my parents were a big part of that. I'm, I'm an actually an only child. So I had spent a lot of time with my parents in, in the car and um, at home. And, um, so things like that, I think they were really great supporters of me and, you know, they kind of let me do my own thing and, and really learn how to, how to be a good teammate, um, on and off the ice. I think being on a team really helped, helped, helped me in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, I also, I also believe a lot of my teammates growing up were some of my mentors. I think about, you know, someone like Erica Howe, who I've uh, been on the same team at for, for almost 13 or 14 years, you know, she really became someone that I leaned on, you know, every, every year of hockey and, um, right from junior all the way to, you know, to being a pro. So, um, I think she's been a really big role and a part of my, my development as a player and as a teammate. And, you know, I think, um, you know, you also have, you know, the ones that, you know, the ones you look up to someone like Jana Hefford or Carolyn Willette that, you know, from afar you admire and, um, you kind of, when you get to the national program and you get a little bit older and you get to see them kind of up close and how, you know, or get to know them off, off the ice a bit and, um, you get to know how they, how they function and how they work. And, you know, you can take a lot of things from that. So, um, you know, I think over the years I've had a handful of really good people and, you know, surrounding my career and I've been really fortunate to, um, you know, have that. That's amazing. And I heard in that great answer with obviously some, uh, sparkling people in your life that you're a number one kid. Well, it's now my pleasure to, uh, to turn the interview over to another number one kid. That's my son, Ashton, who's a co-host here. So Ashton, take it away with our best of guest, uh, Jamie Lee Rattray. Jamie, you've had an outstanding success in your competitive hockey career. Can you share with the fans some of your personal career highlights? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, obviously, I think the Olympics is definitely on the top of the list. I think, um, you know, that one was, especially for me, being a little bit older, an older Olympian for the first time. And, you know, it's been kind of a journey for me to get there. I think um, that one definitely felt very good. And all the hard work kind of finally paid off. That one was was great, but also also just making the Olympic team. I think for me, um, you know, being able to put that jersey on for the first time was something really special and emotional and um, something really awesome. And, um, you know, one championship that I'm also very proud of that's not part of the national team is actually, um, you know, at, at Clarkson University when we won the national championship there. I think um, when I was a freshman, my very first year, we when we went into school, we had a lot of high expectations. We came in with a lot of really great recruits. There was eight of us that came in, and um, we set a record for the most losses in my first year. And then mm. um, by the end, my four years, we, we were national champions. So um, I'm really proud of the way we built that program, you know, through the four years and were able to establish a culture, a winning culture there. And, um, you know, after we after our class left, they – you know, shortly after won two more national championships and now they have three. So, um, definitely really proud of some of, of that, you know, accomplishment. And, you know, I got to do that with some pretty great people that, I, you know, I'm still close with today. So, 
Um, we still talk about that year always. And, you know, there's, there's some really great stories, but mostly about, you know, how, you know, how we built a, a really winning culture there and, um, you know, everyone playing their role to the best of their ability so we can win. And I think that was a big part of it and something that I'm really proud of that I can be that say that I, I was a part of. Jamie, what were some of the greatest lessons and words of advice your parents, Melody and David, have shared with you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably just to be myself and, um, you know, understand what you want and what you want to work for. I think, um, you know, hockey was a big part of my life growing up and my dad really enjoyed it himself, but he never pushed me uh, to the point where I didn't enjoy it. And I think he, you know, they always gave me the room to grow on my own and um, enjoy it on my own, which I think was really important. Could, and that could be with anything, right? Not just hockey. I think that is really important to, you know, um, give give someone space to learn what they like and what the, what they want to work for. So that was something they really taught me over the years. And then also discipline, I think, was a big one um, that I took away from them was, you know, there was a lot of, you know, things to do around the house and things like that. You had to earn what you, what you, what you want, what, what you got. So that was something that I've always um, taken away from them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was struck by one of the quotes uh, in, in doing some reading before joining you. Uh, it was a quote by Aristotle that I believe you favor in a big way. It's, uh, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an action, but a habit. I was uh, so struck by that. And uh, those are some big, big words for sure on uh, on being committed to uh, to being great. Yeah, I, I truly believe anything that you do, if you do it uh, with, you know, it can be anything every single day or with intent, I think that's the biggest thing. And, um, especially in sport, right. When you're doing your training or, um, you know, anything, you know, you got, if you don't, if you're not doing it with intent, why do it at all? So that's something that I've learned over my career. And, um, you know, if you continually do those things every single day, then, you know, it's hard not to get better. So, um, that's something, that's one quote that obviously I really do enjoy. Golden words indeed. Uh, you're listening to episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. We're here with Olympic gold medalist, world champion, college and pro athlete, Jamie Lee Rattray. And um, Jamie, let's let's talk a bit about that uh, perspective for the, for the fans on the day in the life and, and, and the hard work that's involved. I mean, you know, many people marveled seeing you on the TV screens, listening to you on radio interviews. But um, I guess a lot of people don't understand and can fully appreciate the commitment and the sacrifice that's required for to be a competitive competitive athlete. Um, so I'm wondering if you can take the fans and provide them a, a perspective of, you know, as, as what did the day in the life look like as you got ready for, for the big Olympic Games? Yeah, I mean, um, so for so for us, the, the women's national team, we actually centralized um, during Olympic year. So, so this year we we got together in August actually, and we had a world championship. So uh, they pick a team of uh, a group of twenty eight girls that move all their lives to Calgary and and begin training together, and um, they basically make cuts as as the year goes on towards the Olympics. So um, you know, every day when you head to the rink, it's important, and you're you know you're really focusing on on your craft because you, you're, you know, you're trying to buy for a spot for that Olympic team. So, um, so essentially when we were out there, we would, um, you know, we would skate and work out every day uh, in Calgary. And then, um, you know, we would, a lot of girls would rent uh, Airbnbs or apartments out there. So we were able to kind of explore Calgary a bit or even head out to Banff once in a while. And then, 
Um, this year we traveled a ton playing um, some junior A boy, uh, boys teams um, and then also some a lot of international games. So we traveled over to Finland, played the U.S. a handful of times. And uh, and then Lee, obviously the, the team was picked uh, just after Christmas. And, um, and then we were kind of off to the races in terms of preparing for the Olympics and you know that that very much looks the same as you know as the rest of the year where we're we're, we're at the rink every day um you know usually we had a video session in the morning and then um practice lift or a workout and then and then some rest and do it all over the next day and then uh then leading up to the games it was very every one of our practices had a lot of intent and and purpose to them and um the best thing was is that we were able to kind of come together as a team so we did a lot of team activities too leading up so um that we were ready to you know do everything together well i tell you i i and just seen some of the wonderful images from there and i think i think you you, you and the team were at a, some charity golf events over the last little while and i i mm-hmm. feasted my eye on that wonderful ring and looked at the hardware and all that stuff and uh you know that's just kind of the outcome of what you were just expressing there jamie right all the the hard work and the commitment and the discipline and the coming together uh, with that in mind. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so it was some good stuff there for sure. Um, uh, it's This is a, a statement, hockey is a game for everyone. Now, it's a statement that I think in the last little while has become a lot deeper and a lot more meaningful, Jamie. And you've mm-hmm. been a champion for... Uh, you know, our Indigenous and LGBTQ communities. I- I'm wondering if we can provide uh, the listeners with your perspective on what can be done to make hockey even more inclusive for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, honestly, it's, you know, I think in my experience, I've, I've been very fortunate in terms of, you know, having some really great teammates and, you know, every dressing room that I've walked into, I've never had an issue in terms of, of being able to be myself and, um, you know, I think the big thing is just, you know, keeping an open mind and allowing people to, to be themselves. And I honestly believe, especially in a team sport, doesn't matter what sport it is. I think, um, if you're allowed, if you're able to be yourself and, you know, you're, you know, off, you know, whether it's off the ice or on the ice, I think you're going to perform your best. And, um, you know, I think it's just important to continue having those conversations and, um, you know, keeping an open mind and, you know, educating each other about it. It's not, don't be afraid to talk about those things. And, um, you know, like I said, I've been very fortunate in, in, during my career to have some great teammates and never had an issue in terms of, of not being able to be myself. So I think the biggest thing is just continuing, continually talking about it and being open about it. And, um, you know, I think the better it will be for the game in terms of, um, you know, how how it, everybody can perform and, and feel inclusive when they go to the rink. Uh, Jamie... Uh, can you talk about the importance and the value of education for young people? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it's really important. I, you know, I was able to, um, go to university and get my degree while, while playing hockey. And, um, you know, my parents always, always emphasized, you know, education first because hockey doesn't last forever and, and they are correct. And, um, you know, I think it's important to make sure that you get, get all that stuff in so you can enjoy the other things as well. So you ha- don't always have, um, you know, so you have a backup plan if, if you need one. And um, so that was always something that I really was um, focusing on when I was at school and making sure I, I learned how to balance both and not just focus on one. Jamie, who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I am a big Kobe Bryant fan. Um, 
over the years, I've just, uh, you know, before he passed away, loved, you know, I always see some old videos of him and the way he, you know, way he trained and the way he carried himself and the Mamba, like his Mamba mentality, he always says. And I think that's something that I've always been similar to in terms of how I've approached hockey. And so he's a, he's one that I really do um, admire. And um, I always watch some old videos. I always see them on TikTok or, or Instagram. So I really do enjoy those. And um, him, I'm a big uh, Mario Lemieux fan. He's my, he's my favorite hockey player of all time. And you had uh, a chance to meet him, I think too. Uh, uh, did, did, did you, Jamie? I did like back when I was like 16 or 17, I met him oh, uh, wow. briefly, but uh, we were in Pittsburgh recently actually. And I was hoping that I, I would run into him, but and get my Jersey signed, but unfortunately I didn't, but he is one of my favorite players. Just the way he played. He was so, so smooth and he was a big, big guy, but he was, you know, he was one of the most skilled and I, you know, it's too bad that he had a lot of injuries over his career. Cause he, he really could have been, you know, obviously he is still one of the greats, but he, you know, his numbers could have been way higher in my opinion. Um, and then let's see who else. Um, I mean, I've always been a big Serena Williams fan as well. So she's the way she's dominated her, her sport over the years is pretty impressive, especially as an individual athlete and, and how could you not love what she's done? So, and as a female, you, you got to cheer for her. So she's one of my favorites as well. Well, that's amazing. And, uh, I've just been doing a little bit of reading before coming on uh, air with you too. Uh, not in the sports realm, but did I re- read it right that, uh, Oprah Winfrey was also another, at some point in your life, I thought, I thought Oprah Winfrey was somebody you'd like to have the opportunity to meet. Can you talk a little bit about that one? <laughs> yeah, that, that might've been from when I was young. I don't know, but, uh, I mean, how would you not want to have, have dinner with her? I think oh, it would be, so, yeah. she would have like some cool stories and I feel like she would just, you know, give you some wise advice on life and how to live. So, yeah. um, yeah, sure. I would love to sit down with her and have dinner. That'd be great. Yeah. Amazing. Good stuff. Uh, I as well. Um, so, uh, uh, J- Jamie, we've talked about your uh, your decorated uh, career. You know, you've um, you, you've played competitive hockey, high performance. You've uh, you've managed to get to the world stage many times. You hoisted Olympic gold. Gold. You're uh, you're a world champion. You've played pro. You're now mentoring um, some of the rising stars through your through your academy. Um, you've done some coaching. Uh, what does the future? look like for Jamie Lee Rattray? Good question. Well, I'm hoping to still play uh, for a couple of years. I'm, you know, um, right now currently training still and full time and getting ready for the next world championship, hopefully. And, um, you know, it's something I really do enjoy. I'm a, uh, I really do love the off ice part of hockey too. So um, that's something that I'm doing right now during the summer and I, I do enjoy it. And um, I'm not sure. I mean, I love, I'm a big, I, I love sports in general and I, you know, I love football all sports. So, um, I would love to, you know, maybe be on the radio or on TV, talk sports all day. I think that's something that I would really enjoy. Or, um, like you said about coaching, I mean, obviously I would love to be in the coaching world, whether that'd be with, with the young, younger generation, or even maybe, you know, with, with the, you know, the pros someday, or maybe even in female hockey as well. So, who knows what the future really looks like, but um, for right now, my, my focus is still being a, an athlete and a player, so I, I'm really enjoying that as long as I can. Well, that's a great opportunity and promise there for sure, and uh, it's uh, now time for the final question on our great best of segment for, uh, for with Jamie Lee Rattray, and uh, my chum Ashton gets the last question. Ashton, take it away. Jamie, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a star in hockey just like you? Oh, that's a good one. That's a lot of pressure. Um, I think 
for me, I think the biggest thing I could say is just don't be afraid to dream, dream big. Honestly, I think, you know, I had, I had that dream of being Olympian one day and I was able to achieve it. And, um, the one thing that I've learned is, is to en- enjoy what you do, but also be consistent with it. I think that's the biggest thing is if you're consistent in what you do day in, day in, day out, I don't want to, you know, it's pretty hard not to get, like I said before, get better at it and, and love it. So, um, you know, but do it in a way that you do love it. Don't, don't make it a job. I think something that I've been fortunate enough to do over the last, you know, 30 years of my life is play, play this amazing sport, but also love it every day. So I've got a pretty good day job if you ask me. And, um, I think, you know, don't be afraid to, to dream and don't be afraid to go for it because it, it, it does happen at, uh, if you, if you, if you put your mind to it. So, um, how's that? Is that good advice? Yeah, that's amazing advice. That's am- that's amazing. That's gold medal winning. That's Jamie Lee Rattray here on episode 35 of Champs and Chums, our best of guest. And uh, Jamie, on, on behalf of Ashton and I, I uh, want to thank you so much for joining us on, on the program from the, uh, the opening puck drop to the final whistle. You've inspired us with your words and uh, your, your, your inspiration. And uh, a couple things, you know, I, I remember in one of the readings I had, you, you had a, a, a quote that said, if you can see it, you can be it. And, um, you know, everything you said lined up to that. Um, our listeners have had a thrill listening to this segment. And one thing I want to also particularly point out, and this is a sign that we're, we're talking with a great and a real pro, is you talked a, a few times in this great conversation about your craft. And that says a lot to, uh, to me and our listeners about how committed you are to, uh, to being the best in your field. And uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I'd be remiss if I, I didn't allow my chum Ashton to say a few words to you just before we signed off. Well, uh, Jamie, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor having you on. And um, I've watched the replay of the gold medal game, and you had an amazing, amazing tournament. Nine points, five goals, amazing tournament, amazing interview. Jamie, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. That was, this was awesome. Thanks for having me on. Great stuff. Uh, Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 35. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy July, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's episode 35 of Champs and Chums. Ashton and Anthony in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here for this summer episode of Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. That's right. Our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So what we've done over the last 35, well, now being 35th episode, Ashton will share for you our great listeners, our great fans of the show, and spotlight a sport. So, Ashton, what are we talking about uh, this month? This month, we're talking about T-ball. Oh, well, that's great. And actually, that sort of picks up in a good theme because um, it is kind of the graduate piece to baseball. And, uh, well, we'll talk about maybe some um, experiences or thoughts you have about T-ball. But why don't you get in to describe to the fans what is T-ball? T-ball associate 
associations general, generally allow children between the ages of four and seven to play in their own leagues. Uh, a t-ball uh, coach sets the, the team lineup and fielding positions in the team scorebook. The positions that get the most action in t-ball are the pitcher and first base, followed by the rest of the infield positions. In some leagues, catcher is also a special position due to the added gear that is worn. In other leagues, there is no catcher. In t-ball, the pitcher is usually used for defensive purposes only, though uh, gently pitched balls may be used with older or more advanced players in um, in, in place of the fixed tee. In place of the fixed tee. The ball is placed on an adjustable tee atop at the home plate at a suitable height for the batter to strike. In some clubs... Adult coaches give the batter the oppor- the opportunity to try and hit a few pitch balls before going to the tee. And I think, sorry to interrupt, Ashton, just to ca- give you a uh, catch your breath there a bit. We're talking about tee ball. It's our all pro go. I would say that that's actually a, probably a good idea to throw some pitches over to the batter before. I mean, t- as I said, tee ball is this graduate sport. So you're learning some of the fundamentals of how to get a swing going, but as one would graduate from t-ball to baseball, it's so different because the ball is obviously not going to be, you know, lined up for you right at a tee. It's going to come at you like a curve, a fastball, a slider, this or that. So anyways, I just wanted to add my little thought there while you caught your breath. Yeah. Um, uh, before going to the tee in the hope that this will further develop uh, the batting skills. Most of the other rules are s- similar or identical to those of baseball, though the game is played on a smaller field, typically one used for Little League or the or other youth baseball. In addition, for the youngest t-ball player, players, runs and outs are often not recorded, and every player gets to bat each inning. Well, that's great, son. That's uh, uh, T-Ball, All-Pro Go Spotlight here in episode 35. A perfect segue you're leaving me here as well, too, because just to kind of finish off, everybody, in T-Ball, you'll see a lot of parents assisting the kids on uh, on the field, right? I mean, they could either be coaching players in the dugout, in the field. They actually may very well go up to the plate and help the... uh, the young four to what do we say here, Ashton? Four to seven, four to seven. is their typical ages. So, yep. so that's um, that's T-ball, a fascinating way to uh, to enter into the whole world of baseball, um, and uh, yeah, you get a chance to graduate in it. But uh, Ashton, so I mean, you didn't play T-ball formally, so it's kind of interesting, right? You you had this love for baseball, and your swing is a thing, man. So, but if you had to kind of ask your four to seven year old self, would T would T ball might have helped you? I guess maybe a a, t- a bit because yeah, I yeah, I you, think I think T ball would have been a big factor, uh, with me, uh, learning baseball. Uh, yeah, you did graduate up to baseball, but 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 I mean we pick we pick this sport everybody because it's it's the entry level into the beautiful world of baseball. And Ashton, for a guy that didn't play, you know, formal t-ball, for a guy that actually, at this point anyways, hasn't played in a formal baseball league, you got a pretty 
darn good swing there, my man. I mean, any secrets you want to share here on episode 35 on why and how? Um, if we had a camera, I could show you why, but when I swing, I tend to bring, uh my front leg a bit closer to my back leg and oh you then, mean like kirby pocket uh yeah kind of like that so i would go like that like well describe for everyone right because they 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 can they're listening to us but describe yeah, but they the can't swing. see us that's yeah. right so describe for the listeners the swing that you undertake you're talking about your foot your foot your lead foot my lead foot right at the plate and what are you I, doing with the lead foot and when when I start to um, go forward with my head, I l- move my lead foot back near my lead, or my not my lead uh, foot, but my back foot. Uh, and once I let go, I have a one hand grip uh, with the back. Oh wow! He one hands it, everybody, over a going yard. Yeah. Pretty much. And I mean, I'm hearing you describe that. What I think I'm hearing, Ashton, and I'm sure the fans can uh, hear this too, is the weight transfer. Yeah, definitely. From your back leg to your front to give you that that real power. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Weight transfer is an important part uh, with batting if you want to get a great hit. Well, good stuff, uh, Ashton, and and great stuff, everybody. That is T-ball. It's been our all-pro goal, and you're listening to episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk, you're listening to episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast, and Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. That's right, everybody. It's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. So this is an opportunity for us to salute some Champs and Chums every episode, every month here on Champs and Chums. It's right at the heart of what we do. And this one's going to take on an extra special, um, let's call it a team honor, Ashton. You know, uh, we just uh, earlier in the show had an opportunity to uh, listen to a great uh, Team Canada women's star, someone who's represented uh, our country. Um, that is Jamie Lee Rattray. And um, we got talking off air and uh, thought there was a wonderful hockey theme emerging here for our Champs and Chums segment. Uh, when we think of women and Canada and hockey. So this episode, everybody, we are going to present to you four wonderful people that we will honor and tribute as champs and chums. Ashton, take it away with your champ and chum for episode 35. So my champ and chum for episode 35 is Jamie Lee Rattray. And what a great and most recent uh, selection, a so appropriate champ and chum Jamie Lee Rattray, uh, what a great story, Ashton. Why, uh, why, why is J- Jamie one of your champ and chums of episode 35? Well, I mean, uh, she never gave up on her dream to play on Team Canada. And, of course, she had an amazing tournament 
Nine points, five goals, amazing turn. Well, I mean, and everybody, let's dial back here, right? And and you mentioned Ashton. It's quite quite a right way to describe uh, Jamie, uh, champ and chum, episode thirty five. She never gave up. You know, um, she she uh, didn't have the chance to represent Canada in Pyeongchang. She could have probably turned the other way and gone back to play hockey at other levels. But when you've got this kind of spirit and inspiration, everybody, and we heard her talk about it, the drive, the determination she had, she wanted to her to fulfill her dreams to play in the Olympics. She did that, and boy, oh boy, it, it had uh, not a silver lining. It was all gold. So, yeah, great um, great choice there, Ash. And, I mean, of course, her, her resume of hockey is, is beyond repro- reproach as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh... And she's an overall amazing hockey player. Well, yeah, I mean, collegiately as a pro, uh, you know, world champion as well, too. So that's Ashton's champ and chum number one for episode 35, Jamie Lee Rattray. Okay, over to dad for uh, my champ and chum. And I'm going to continue. You're going to skate over the boards here. And I'm going to continue with my theme of great women Canadian hockey players that are champs and chums and you know um we had a chance to visit her honor and see her again ashton just recently as you opened up the show you talked about the hall of fame because my champ and chum for episode 35 is the great eight angela james ashton what do you think about that well that's an amazing pick and she was an amazing guest Certainly was a plus, amazing in every way. I mean, her uh, uh, she was enshrined uh, in, into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and you know, I was been thinking about Angela this month as well too, because she's come back in the news. Of course, um, um, she's become uh, part of an ownership group for the Toronto Six of the PHF, um, uh, but she also took on the general manager capacity, everybody. So another great distinction and honor for our champion chum, Angela James. But it's this next uh, honor and tribute that I want to share with you that that is um, probably, it, it is the biggest honor that you could receive as a Canadian citizen. Angela James was appointed to the Order of Canada, Ashton. It's a special distinction which recognizes achievement. She, she goes in as an officer, the, um, the official. She was appointed to the Order of Canada this month. Uh, she'll, she'll be just, you know, ceremony um, of which her and I believe it's 85 other Canadians um, uh, who have received this distinguished honor for the contributions they have made to this country. And you think of what Angela James has done you know, she, she talked about it on episode 29, the heart, the hustle, the never say die determination to, uh, to play at a high level, to stand up for your convictions and your beliefs. This is what makes Angela James my champ and chum for episode 35, Ashton. Okay, good stuff. Well, we got two other um, great champs and chums to, uh, to honor on this episode. Ashton, over to you. Uh, my champ and chum 
uh, for episode 35 is Lindsay Eastwood. Well, what a great selection there. Episode 19 guest, uh, a great champ and chum of yours and a champ and chum of mine, Ashton. Now, why was Lindsay your, uh, your, your champ and chum of episode uh, 35? Well, uh, also big news, uh, for her and this uh, month yeah this month and the toronto six as well uh she resigned uh, she resigned resigned <laughs> not resigned <laughs> it's the other it's the <laughs> other way of that it's great news she didn't resign she resigned, she resigned yeah with the toronto six as a defender uh and she's been doing amazing uh so far and i think she's gonna go great places she's gonna go to some tremendous places you know uh she was a finalist, Ashton, if I recall, yet again for the PHF uh, Awards uh, for top defender in the league. Um, she's so gifted on the ice. But, uh, I mean, you know, as Ashton and I had the pleasure to uh, chat with her in episode 19, we continue to keep in touch with her. Um, what an absolute star on and off the ice. So talented um, and, and so creative, so giving with her time. And if you remember, fans... Lindsay Eastwood has got some media talents in her that she definitely um, has shown in front of the camera on po on podcast shows just like these. Um, she's been doing stuff actually for Ford uh, as part of the Toronto Maple Leaf session, if you didn't know as well too. So uh, great that you could honor a champion chum, uh, Lindsay Eastwood. Okay, over to Dad to close out what would be a... Team Canada Women's Sweep for a champ and chum honor. My champ and chum, and I know she she's your uh, your her champ and chum Ashton as well too. Vice versa, Ailish Forfar. Ailish was our our special guest that came on the show. You all listen to her. Uh, you all see her on uh, Sportsnet uh, five ninety. The fan. Uh, what a great job she does on the morning show. Uh, and as we, we had her on the episode, Ashton, where we, 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 we chatted with her, we had an opportunity to talk about her play for Team Canada. She represent, represented Team Canada in Prague. So um, what, what, do you, what would you want to say to Ailish and uh, how do you feel about her um, and all the talents that she's shown? Well, um, I can tell she was an amazing hockey player. Um, uh, she had a natural talent just to play, and uh, she also had a natural talent to uh, do uh, uh, a podcast, just like us, or broadcast uh, on uh, live uh, radio networks, uh, which is Sportsnet 590 The Fan. She does a morning show, and uh, whenever I wake up for school, it was... Uh, I would listen to the morning, uh, the morning show on Sportsnet 590, uh, the fan, and uh, it would just really get me going. Well, and I tell you, among all the great uh, things that uh, Ailish has done, we want to take this opportunity to wish you a happy birthday, Ailish, because it was your birthday this month. So shout out to Ailish, uh, happy birthday! Uh, this is a wonderful way to wrap up a very special edition of our Champs and Chums segment, Ashton, because I feel like we've gone the uh, the hat trick plus 
We've just shared um, uh, honors and tribute on this episode to four wonderful champs and chums, four women who have represented Canada in hockey. Good stuff, everybody. Well, we've got a little bit more show to come, but you're listening to episode 35 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Episode 35 is just about to close, Ashen, but it has been an outstanding episode here. We've had so, so many things that have gone on. Our our summer episode here on Champs and Chums, and as I always do on this show, I ask you, Ashton, what did you learn today? Well, I learned more about friendship and sports. Well, yeah, well, let's talk a bit about that, because th- there was a lot of different examples of that, right? I mean, I mean, uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee Rattray had some amazing stories about friendship and sports, but uh, what did you think about that? And then also maybe some other good examples of it. Uh, well, I think uh, one or maybe a few friends can really just help you with stuff you need because they're always around, they're always trusting, they can always, you know trust you and you can trust them in like uh certain situations well you're right and jamie did talk about that right and the pursuit of olympic gold not only was it a deep talented team but the chemistry she talked about right and how all the the girls on the team would just push for each other right i mean that's that that, that's just gold (laughs) i mean i'm sorry to, to take that pun that's the first word that comes out of my 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 thoughts as I as I hear Jamie play back on that, but Ashton, let's let's take about this whole uh, take up on all this thing about uh, friendship and teamwork. I mean, evidence of, of kind of that was at the time of this recording. I mean, you were just um, just uh, off the diamond, if you will, as some great moments where teamwork and uh, friendship came about. Why don't you talk a little bit about that experience? Well, yeah, um, I played with Devin a lot and. Um, that's friendship. I mean, he was here to learn. I was I was there to learn as well. I mean, we didn't play in leagues. We just had to. We just wanted to have fun and uh, learn learn, and uh, it would all come along. You know, and then we had a special uh, installment of our champs and chum segment where we named four uh, great women who played for this country in hockey and have gone on to some more talented things in hockey and other platforms as well too i mean that's that's friendship that's inspirations that's great stories of of teamwork uh, coming to life uh, as you think about some of their great um uh, great achievements in 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 life and career as well too so that's a great uh, learning action i'm glad that we put a a real focus on it here in episode 35 what else did you learn today well i learned today um which is today today at the time of this recording yeah uh i learned how to throw a four seam fastball well you know what i'm gonna count that one right down the middle and and i'm gonna go strike on that one because you know what it may not have been a learning from the show but much of what we share off the mics is what you learned truly today ash so so you learned to throw a four seam fastball yeah so basically learn the grip and I have a throw down as well, so 
I think I'm pretty good to throw some forcing fastballs. All right, look out, guys. I mean, uh, we got Jose Barrios. We've got all the great pitchers like Kevin Gossman and Alex Manoa. Ashton Alfred, look out for him in a few years. He's, he's now got a four-seam fastball behind him. Good stuff, everybody. Well, listen, it's been an outstanding summer episode of Champs and Chums. And Ashton, uh, who do we want to thank for helping us pull, uh, pull this all together? Well, we want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Shout out to the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who've been there from the very beginning of Champs and Chums back in October of 2019, Ash. And look how far this wonderful project has traveled. So thanks to the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis. We want to thank Olympic gold medalist, Team Canada member Jamie Lee Rattray for coming up on the show. And she was an amazing guest. And uh, Ashton, um, where can the fans subscribe to Champs and Chums and check us out? iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. Yeah, and a whole lot more on the podcast side. And you can check us out on social, everybody. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Champs and Chums. Our website, ChampsandChums.com. Ashton, this is going to be the most jubilant July signature fist bump Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And Ashton, as we always say, cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.